I had a good intro to talk about companies looking to reduce their IT spend, but instead I'm going to jump right in and talk about why I don't like EDPs and how I've seen companies really get hurt with an AWS EDP. And I'm going to walk you through a couple of things. So if you're not familiar with it, an EDP uh, is an enterprise discount that um, Amazon will grant uh, at a certain size. So, so if you're a US-based company, once you cross uh, $500,000 in annual spend, you usually get assigned to a named account manager. And that named account manager will start pushing you into an EDP. And uh, if you've crossed the million dollar threshold, then absolutely you've had a conversation around an EDP. And in the EDP, you get a private pricing agreement and the PPA is going to have terms. So this is a PPA um, that uh, has been adjusted a little bit, but but is from one of our one of our customers, one of our clients. And in this case, it's a three year uh, EDP agreement. Now, the first thing I want to tell you about EDPs and why I don't like them is EDPs are discounts in exchange for increases in spend with AWS. I'm going to repeat. You are committing yourself contractually to spending more money with Amazon each and every year you're inside of that EDP. Now, there's some commercial levers you can pull. You can have you know, a total spend commitment throughout the entirety of the agreement. That's very uncommon. Usually, you're going to see something like this. It says, you know, uh, contract year one, you're going to get an 11% discount. Year two, you're going to get 11.5% discount. And year three, you're going to get a 12% discount. In exchange for those discounts, you are committing to spending $6.5 million year one, $7.5 million year two, and $8.5 million year three. If you are on an escalating growth trajectory with your AWS spend and your consumption, and you know that you are going to spend, you know, $7 million this year, $8 million a year, $9 million next year, or $7 million, $9 million, $12 million, or whatever the actual numbers are, then EDPs can be a good tool for you to use. But if you are in a flat line of spend, or you are in a declining or decreasing spend, this EDP can become kryptonite and a giant albatross around your ability to make changes. And I'm going to explain and, 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 and break into that a little bit more. So the first thing about the EDP that people do not realize is EDPs on contract require enterprise support. So enterprise support is, uh, here's, here's, you know, list pricing from Amazon's website, um, which I've used here. I'm going to close that up. Um, which shows, you know, tiering up to $150,000 is 10%. By the way, your, your base enterprise support is $15,000 a month. And then these tiers apply. So you're going to pay uh, 10%, 7% Amazon likes reducing price, uh, percentages as, you know, pricing increases. So this is list pricing off Amazon's website. You can go check it out for yourself. Now, again, let's say you were looking at this and you were going through it and you're saying, hey, you know, we're, we know we're going to spend $7 million this year and our projections are we're going to spend $8 million next year and we're going to spend $9 million the, the year following. And if you can project out your cloud spend three years, kudos to you. I find very little companies can actually predict their economy, their consumption, their growth rate, their customer spend, you know, like everything in their application to that level of, you know, granularity at a, at a three-year cycle. Um, usually it's not the case. But so what we've done here is I've put in, um, you know, these numbers, 7 million, 8 million, 9 million. Here's the discounts that this PPA gave. And here is a spend commitment. Now, the spend commitment comes up and, and it can be very important in a moment. And let's say, you know, year one, you absolutely nail it. You hit the $7 million, you know, right on the target. Well, 
For that $7 million, you're paying $244,000 enterprise support. You're getting a discount of $770,000. Woohoo! You saved $770,000. And your adjusted bill is $6.474 million, right? So um, now here's where this gets really interesting. Remember the spend commitment I was talking about earlier? What that means is that in this case, you are writing a check. You are spending $25,000 that you are not getting any utilization out of, right? So actually understanding what your projected spend is, what your actual spend numbers are, and what your spend commitment is, these things become very important thresholds um, that you should have and track, right? Now, okay, this is great. $25,000, that's not so bad. We still save $750,000 in service. We're not, we're not so bad off of our discount. Um, let's say you nail year two at exactly $8 million, not $80 million, $8 million. Now, again, you have a lot of AWS support that gets built into this. You've gotten a good discount, uh, $920,000, um, and you've got this spend shortfall. Now, $145,000 against $920,000, I would say let's take that every day of the week. Every day of the week, you should take that and you should look at that and say, okay, we've come out ahead on this agreement. So where do we get really stuck with these things? Well, where we get stuck with these things is where we are today. In today's world, when we're looking at how do you reclaim your spend and spend less money, what happens if your spend actually goes down or you do something that means that your spend goes down? So instead of spending $9 million year three, you flatline and you go back and you only spend $8 million under this agreement year three. You've got a $1.1 million spend shortfall. So all this money that you thought you saved in your EDP, you actually spent more money because of the spending shortfall. What happens if you actually decrease your bill? This is where things get really scary, right? You've dropped down to $7 million in actual spend because your team has done a good job, either that your business is contracted, um, you know, or your team has done a really good job of going through and figuring out how to optimize your services within the AWS environment to result in you spending less money. So, you know, last year you spent $8 million, you're two under this agreement, and then this year you're going to spend $7 million. Or, hey, you could spend $6 million or $5 million. Well, what happens here? What happens here is this number down here gets you. You, you, you get got, <laughs> to use the phrase from a friend of mine. Where we see this a lot, and these numbers, by the way, are pretty small, you know, $7 million a year in AWS spend, that, that's not a huge commitment. Um, you know, when we start talking with, with companies, maybe they're spending, you know, 15, $20 million, $25 million a year in AWS. As they re-architect and optimize their platforms, they start looking at spending threshold and spending shortfalls in their EDP and their PPA that becomes crippling to their ability to actually make those changes. So now you have an engineering team who is doing a good job and is changing and radically decreasing your cloud consumption and your and and in increasing the efficiency of your environment. But now you're stuck. Uh, you know what's the first thing that happens under those those situations? We start looking at well, what money can we spend in order to meet this threshold? So you're not just um, so you're not just writing this check and not seeing anything out of it. Well, uh, what's common in those cases? Well, a lot of times we'll see um, a Google Cloud component where um, that company has a, um, 
machine learning or big big data data warehousing pipeline that is in Google Cloud. They're, they've been using Bigtable and BigQuery and what's common. So if you're spending you know, $18 million a year on Amazon, maybe you're spending $2 million a year on your data warehouse now inside of GCP because you could get um, you know a fixed capacity, fixed slot on BigQuery and have predictable costs, right? Great product, great service. But now all of a sudden you have a $2 million uh, threshold or shortfall inside of AWS, or it might even be higher. What do you do? Well, you've got to cancel. Tell your teams, okay, instead of spending time building this product, I need now need you to cancel what you're doing and terminate this GCP environment and move that entire pipeline back over to AWS because we need, you know, we're just wasting money at this point. Uh, what's the other thing that we'll end up doing? AWS market sp- marketplace. What are we spending money on that we have direct relationships and direct contracts on that also exist in the AWS marketplace? How how can we creatively shove more purchasing leverage into this AWS environment? So. Um, the EDP also is scary in the sense that it becomes a little bit like heroin for an organization. Once you've signed a contract and you're used to, you know, um, this this cross service discount, you know, once you have a team that starts projecting and budgeting based on that top line number of we're getting an 11% discount off of list and not actually looking at the bottom number in the actual real world AWS consumption, that's really scary because if you were to come to this and say, hey, we wanted off of this um, EDP and we were going to lose our discount, what would that mean for us? Well, you know, let's just say that you had, you had, you know, year three, you had a spend commitment here and let's put a $7 million number in. It's actually, we'll just use $7 million and uh, I'll just copy all these fields right down here. We'll do this live. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I didn't like that. I can get rid of that column. You know, so... Again, we're not hopping from this number to this number. We'd be hopping from 7.5 million, sorry, 8.5 million down to 7.2 million. So these numbers get associated though and assumed of like, oh, if we get rid of our EDP, you know, we're going to increase from 6.4 million to 7.2 million in this situation. Well, you're actually not. You're really going from 8.5 million to 7.2 million. So that's a really good deal for you. And by the way, you can evaluate whether or not you're keeping um, enterprise support or if you want to go to a partner-led support model. And there's really good options with um, AWS ecosystem partners that'll get you almost all of enterprise support. By the way, most enterprise support is like you're sending an email into a ticketing system. So like, <laughs> what are you actually getting for it? Um but then you can start looking at savings plans. You can look at RIs. You can look at actual applications. You can talk about hybrid environments. You can go back and use your GCP again. So um, it's it the, the EDP. Now, by the way, this EDP example that I showed you is actually particularly bad because they didn't negotiate a flat rate of enterprise support. So, you know, you should be looking at this and saying, hey, we're not going to pay you tiered support. We should just pay you a flat rate of X percent, you know, and, and do that. Um, there's also a lot of additional, um, levers that you can pull in a PPA. Um, you know, what are you paying for bandwidth egress? What are you paying for your direct connects? What are you paying for CDN? You know, all of these things, you're not, you you shouldn't just look at this from a standpoint of we're going to negotiate just what a discount is. You want to negotiate every single little thing that you can inside of that PPA that you're being billed for, you know, how much are you getting charged for NAT gateways? Can you negotiate that? Does it make sense for you to pull those levers as well? And, you know, and those are significant, you know, if you're paying, if you're paying five cents per gig for egress and you have a, um, you know, and you, let's say real volume, you're pushing more than 10 petabytes, 
you know, a 10% discount on that egress bandwidth, you're going to pay $4.50 per, you know, per gig in egress. Well, you can have a PPA at two and a half cents, you know, even 50% discount on your egress rate and not just a cross service discount. So, so a lot of this, um, you know, when you're going through an EDP process, you really want to be working with somebody that negotiates and sees a lot of these EDPs because you want to know, you know, what, based on what tiers you're at, what are the actual price ranges and discounts that you can achieve? That's a big thing to understand. And, and, you know, in this case, this, this company did negotiate a PPA for their egress and they're, they, they they were taken to the cleaner as a result of it. Now they think they got a good deal because they got these discounts. So, Hey, we negotiated a 12% discount, but this 12% discount, you know, the spend commitment is going to burn them. It's just going to crush them, you know, in, in a couple of years. Um, so, uh, anyways, you know, EDPs are the devil and, uh, and, and understand, you know, that you're doing business with the devil. So before you go and, and sign that EDP, what are you signing? Why are you signing it? How, how, how committed are you that your spend is going to increase over the lifetime of that EDP? And again, if your spend is not going up, if there's any scenario that your spend flatlines or could potentially decrease, you want to be looking at different mechanisms, be saving money. Uh, in your AWS environment against the e- versus an EDP. Um, I hate having this conversation after the fact. I really, it's it's uh, brutal to, you know, really talk about this with somebody that, you know, and hey, how do we save money on our AWS bill? And, and you look at them and you say, do you have an EDP? And, and the answer is yes. You say, let's look at your EDP. And the answer is you can't save money here because we can decrease your spend on your AWS environment. But guess what? Uh, you're still committed to pay them that eight and a half million dollars. And I can get this bill down to $5 million, but you're going to be writing them a check for that three and a half million extra. So like we can do the work in advance of the EDP expiring. So that way when the EDP expires, we can do something or, you know, um, you, you know, towards the end of year two, we can go back and we can start renegotiating EDP. And again, you're going to kick this can down the road. So, you know, renegotiate EDP, you're going to lengthen that EDP cycle. You have to commit to other things. What's your actual, uh, you know, there's a lot of situations where maybe that's a good idea for you. Uh, but in a lot of other situations, I've seen a lot of companies get into a lot of problems and a lot of trouble with, um, with an AWS EDP and the EDP ends up becoming an albatross around their engineering teams where they just can't do the things that they want to do or that they need to do for the business and the business gets stuck. So don't get stuck and, uh, you'll be much better off. <laughs>